to Lifting Leaders Podcast, where we're unleashing leader possibilities to make a better world. I'm Trisha Ryan, and together with Crystal Roberts, we're diving deeper into some of the complexities of the world's most critical challenges and exploring innovative ways of navigating through them. Through interviews with experts and leaders just like you, we are exploring what it takes to thrive as a leader today and examining new ways of thinking about how to creatively lead into a more equitable, socially responsible, and sustainable future. And the future starts now. Hi, Crystal. Hi, Trisha. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's the middle of summer. Yeah, isn't it fun? And we had such a great lunch. We did. Yeah, we tried a new spot called Farm 12 in our local area. And what I really love about that facility, it really supports our values around giving back to the community. Mm -hmm. And on that beautiful flower-filled site, they actually support a nonprofit that works with women and children. And so part of the profits from that business go to help and support that nonprofit. And so I love that. It felt good. It did. And I love the fact that, you know, everything they make there is grown locally. Yeah. You know, which is so wonderful. We get to support our own, you know, local farmers and ranchers. And and, uh, the menu is spectacular, even though it's not uh, terribly complicated. There's not too much on the menu. I love that. I kind of love the simplicity of it and how wonderful it was to sit outside yeah. It was just lovely. Among today. the bees. Among the bees and <laughs> we didn't other, get stung though. <laughs> other critters. Good. It was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. It was. Uh and it fills your heart and mm-hmm. and and you got we got our vitamin D, which is so important here in the Pacific Northwest. I'm pretty sure I got <laughs> mine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, so we ha- we're coming off a wonderful week. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of processing what we learned last week from our amazing guest, Farah Harris. It was, I don't know, I, I think I was telling you when we were having lunch that there were more than a few times this week when I ended up quoting her. Yeah. Because there were so many wonderful nuggets in that episode. If you guys have not heard this episode, I really recommend you go back and listen to it. It's episode 64, I believe. 63. Today's 64. Yes. Yep, it's episode 63. And <laughs> anyway, I I just think it was um it was so well done and I got so much from it. And it's interesting how applicable it is in coaching. Yeah. You know, there were so many nuggets that go across everything, you know. It doesn't matter. She she hits everyone. Yeah. You know, this applies to everyone and I love that. Yeah. You know, I I just really appreciated what I heard from her and how I'm unpacking it still, just yeah. internally in myself, you know. It's like yeah. a it's a deep dive into your own self for a while and seeing how you land with things. Yeah. And emotional intelligence, it's something as coaches, we're working with our clients all the time mm-hmm. because it is so foundational. And it's one of those things that you can't just give a worksheet to, no. you know, and I think that's no. another thing that I really appreciated about her book and the talk was the recognition of the complexity around emotional intelligence and that it really impacts all of who we are as an individual mm-hmm. and especially as a leader. Yeah, I think it's important to note that, you know, most coaches I know at some level are actually coaching 
to emotional intelligence, right? Yeah. They're trying to they're trying to help people see the value of looking within, right? That self yeah. in, that that introspective work that we have to do in order to be better with other people, right? Yeah. If I don't know myself, it's going to yeah. be really hard for me to be effective with others or for me to be able to kind of read others because I don't I don't read myself well, right? Yeah. And that and that is something that we work on all the time as coaches, but as people, it's important to work on all the time too. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah, and so we're going to be unpacking a article an article from Gallup mm-hmm. that is uh, the title is Leadership Authenticity Starts with Knowing Yourself. And one of the things that both Farah and Gallup are saying is that, and we totally agree with, is that to know yourself takes some time. Mm -hmm. So taking a little bit of a pause and doing some self-reflection and really figuring out who am I, what do I stand for, and what's my purpose, and where's what's my passion. And so in that interest and in the interest of just refilling our cups and taking a rest and finding some joy, not that this Yay. doesn't bring us joy, it does. but um, <laughs> yeah, we're taking a break like we did last summer. We found that to be really regenerative. And so we are excited about that too. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that at the end of the podcast, mm-hmm. but we're kind of sewing all these things together today. Yeah. You know, you were just talking about this, this article, and I think it's really important that we are connecting the dots between that and what Pharaoh was talking about because they are very much in alignment, right? It's that authenticity doesn't happen unless we know ourselves, right? It doesn't happen. Um, And it's interesting how often we do things on autopilot and we forget that we need to be mindful of that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, it, it makes a huge difference in the relationships we have, in our relationships with people we work with, in the results that we get. It's amazing how if we stop and, to your point, take that pause and think about how things land with us. How am I doing right now? How do I feel about this? And Pharaoh did talk about that a little bit. You know, how am I feeling right now? That's, that's a good question to ask. You don't have to say it out loud. Nobody has to know you're asking that question, but it gets you back to the present long enough so you can get away from the stories that are going on in your head, yeah. right? All those voices that are taking place, and, and we know we have them, right? Yeah. But getting to the present makes it possible for us to look at ourselves and say, you know, how do I really feel about what's going on? And how invested am I in reacting or in, you know, having some say, that may or may not land, and am I ready for how that lands, right? Those are little questions that we may not take the time to ask sometimes because we knee-jerk a lot, but um, but it's important. Yeah, I loved how she was talking about that we don't want to lead with our emotions, we don't want them to be behind us, but we want them to be as close to lockstep as as they can be with us. So Mm -hmm. there's always gonna be a little gap, but being self-aware around that was really important. I'm going to redirect that because you said we don't want to lead with with our emotions. But I think what she was saying, and I'm just going to jump back to that, was that we don't want our emotions to lead us and we Mm -hmm. don't want our emotions to follow us, right? We want them to be lockstep. So it's not, we're not leading with emotion 
our emotions are leading us. And that's, there's a difference in that. You know, if, if our emotions are, are creating our reaction, they're leading us, right? If we are, if we're doing, if we take an action and then our emotions follow us, sometimes we will do something in a knee-jerk way without thinking about how that's gonna land that's when our emotions come into play. It's like, oh yeah, I probably should have thought about that first, you know? Yeah, I I think maybe it's both. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is sometimes we can also be too forthcoming with our emotion. So she talked a little bit about that sort of saying, wear emotions on our sleeves, mm-hmm. where that's what people see all the time rather than us actually being aware yes. of that. So when I was saying leading with emotion, that's what I was talking about mm-hmm. is that that's what people see is just the emotion. Yeah. I think I've seen that sometimes too. You know, I, I've certainly always been pretty open about I wear my world on my sleeve, right? And, and I do have to think about that a lot because there are people that do not receive that well. And so it is incumbent upon me to read the room and she talked about that a lot too, yeah. right? Reading the room and, and seeing how people are interacting and what, what I have in the room. Do I have people that I might be intimidated by or I might feel that I already feel triggers from? I need to keep that in check before I start moving forward. But that's where the emotions out on your sleeve makes you pretty vulnerable and puts you in a place where vulnerability is not bad, but in the right setting, right? Yeah, right. And also, it might not be how we want to, want to present ourselves. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, so much good stuff um, from Farah. We, we really appreciate the time that we got to spend with her. And as we said in the podcast, definitely recommend buying this book because mm-hmm. it really does unpack what are the different experiences that people have that are part of marginalized populations. And so really understanding that better is really helpful. Um, I was going to say, she's got a lot of um, just quick passages or quick um, quotes that throughout the book that I think are pretty, pretty important. Um, One is, and we were just kind of talking about um, not listening to your own stories. This is one says for us to become self-aware, we must uncover our own stories because that's, often what drives your emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another quote that I really liked was, when we have people masking their true selves, mm. we lose the potential for greatness. And we talk about that on this podcast too, that part of what we're trying to do is elevate voices and help people to understand how to bring out others' mm-hmm. voices so that we can get all those great ideas from people to help solve and contribute to solving the critical issues of the world. Yeah, I think sometimes those people who get this early in life are absolutely rock stars and lucky, right? Because they they find that space in the world where they can actually unpack their stories or they can start thinking about how they want to show up in the world. There are some people that can do that at a very young age. And other people, and it may be their life experience, but other people's life experience may have put them in a different direction. And so it's a little harder to unpack. And I think that it becomes a lifelong journey sometimes, right? And rightfully so. We are on a journey from the time we're born till the time we die. And hopefully we're doing something to better the world or ourselves in the process, right? And so 
slideshow that, but it, to me it's interesting that our stories drive our behaviors through our lives. And so how much weight we give them is going to be really important. It's like, how do I know? Do I, do I follow my stories? Is that how I live my life? Or do I take my stories, unpack them, and see if that's something that really works for me, right? Yeah. Um, another one that, that I really, and there's so many good ones in here, but another one that I wanted to bring forward is not being free or safe to be your authentic self can damage your mental health. And she talks about code switching and masking and impacts that in relationship to emotional intelligence. So another really important concept there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was just, that's quite a gem of a book. In fact, I have read through it this last weekend. After we, after we talked to her, I, I read a few things because I had just gotten the book before we met, we met with her. And um, so I spent some time with it last weekend. And I think I'm going to go back and reread it because I was reading initially to make sure that I had a little bit of background. Now I want to go back and unpack it some more because at the end of each chapter is some pretty good information. Yeah. Not only good information, but some great food for thought. You know, yeah. she's got some great questions in the back. Yeah. Yeah. So um, moving on to the article, and again, we'll have this listed in our show notes. This article comes from Gallup. It's October 2022, uh, written by Austin Swellentrope. There you go. Swellentrope. <laughs> Leadership authenticity starts with knowing yourself. And I really like even just right at the beginning when they say, rather than fixating on role models, mm -hmm. leaders should focus on being authentic. So in a lot of a lot of what we do, right, is actually teach models of good yes. leadership behavior. So I thought, mm, that's a good check for us. Well, and you know, that second bullet is one of the ways to do that, right? Exactly. Authentic leaders build their own strengths and the strengths of their followers. Yeah. So the point really is that we can learn a lot from leadership models, I think, and learn a lot from looking at other leaders and how they are successful. But ultimately, it's about understanding our own strengths mm -hmm. and being able to show up in a way that really leverages those strengths. Yep, I agree with you. I think that we've read books on this, and Gallup is like the leader in, in the world on strengths, right? Yeah. They put out wonderful books and articles. They do great learning opportunities. They have produced great leaders themselves um, through, you know, the work that they've done. Look at Marcus Buckingham. You know, yeah. he started at Gallup, and he did a lot to make Gallup what it is today, and now he's on his own, and he's he's still practicing um, that whole world of looking at people's strengths and capitalizing on that, right? Yeah. And so we would recommend their leadership assessment around, they call it the Clifton Strengths. That is really a fun way. It's very easy to mm -hmm. do. It um, doesn't take a lot of time. And you get a pretty decent, robust report out of that. Yeah. And it's a great place to have a conversation, to sit down and talk with your team, um, have everybody do it, mm -hmm. and talk about, well, what are what are my strengths that I bring, and where are the areas that I might be a little more challenged, and start to appreciate the strengths in others and what they bring. That is absolutely, I think, the the um, the superpower of that book. You know, it is it's a small book. It is packed with just. Um, descriptions of the strengths that 
that you find out you have um, when you take the assessment. There's like a little link in the back. There's a, an envelope you have to open up and, you know, and read the, you don't have to read the book before you do this. You just go to the assessment, take the assessment online. Within a very few short minutes, you should have a, a response on what your strengths are. And then you can go to the book and unpack those strengths. But in a team setting, to your point, it's a great way to to do team building. Yeah. You know, if you've got a new team where people are, you know, forming, storming, norming, performing, you can't even get to norming until you've stormed. But the cool thing is you bring in something like this, and this is a way to bring people together under something that's common. You know, we're all looking at our strengths, right? That's what, that's kind of the beauty of some of those assessment, group assessment things, right? Is yeah. That it gives everybody um, the same language to play with, right? Yeah. So that's a fun thing to do, and it really increases the impact and performance of your team. And instead of focusing on, this is kind of what they're saying, and we would totally agree, instead of focusing on weaknesses or deficits, focusing on your strengths. And the idea is that you bring your team together, you strengthen your own strengths in a way that really makes those other deficits irrelevant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and some people call those deficits weak spots and so weaknesses, yeah. right? And I think that's a misconception or something that has been done for many, many years is, you know, people think that leaders are, are really supposed to be kind of trying to develop people's um, way out of their weaknesses, you know, address their weaknesses when they, when they offer training and development opportunities. Um, try to to change a weakness into a strength by making it a performance expectation or whatever. Yeah. And it never works. Yeah. And I can say that from working in business for many years. Is I have never seen a leader that focused on weaknesses getting what they wanted at the end, ever. Yeah. Except a lot of frustration for not only the leader, but the people that whose whose weaknesses, and I don't consider those weaknesses, I consider them opportunities, um, some people just don't have a strength in certain areas and that's absolutely okay. Yeah. We weren't made to be super people. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So the idea I think is that some of that there has sometimes there's some minimum level of competency mm -hmm. for our jobs. Sure. We have to be able to do it. And so we've got to bring ourselves to that place, but it doesn't have to be turned into a strength. Mm -hmm. And then the other the other thing is where can we um if we're working as part of a team where can we look to leverage other strengths to sort of, I don't want to say make up, but to compensate maybe a little mm -hmm. bit for the area that I am not strong in. I'm strong in one area. My team member is strong in another. And together, we're stronger together. And that makes, that's what teams are about. Yeah. You know, not everybody comes to the table with the same skill levels or the same experience or the same anything, right? Um, they may have the same degrees. Who knows? But that doesn't mean that they come with the same strengths because we're all individuals. And Marcus Buckingham will tell you that. No, yeah. no two people are the same on this earth. So if I'm not strong in something, and you and I have done this for years, yeah. there are things I'm definitely not strong in that you are, and you, you bring me up. And I think I try to do the same thing. So I think yeah. it's, it's just leveraging our strengths so that both of us win. Yeah, right? yeah. And that one of the outcomes of that is, and they make this point in here, is by emphasizing our direct report strengths and leadership abilities, mm -hmm. I increase their buy-in 
and commitment, not to mention their overall happiness and well-being. Because, of course, when we get to use our strengths, that oftentimes is flow, right? We feel confident. We feel focused and that we feel valued and that increases our engagement people who are working to their strengths or playing to their strengths let's say um they forget about time because they're having a good time yeah you know they know they're good at it and that makes them enjoy it more and the cool thing for the business they work for whatever whoever they work for or whatever situation they're in they benefit from it yeah you know So the other outcome, and you were sort of alluding to this as well, is when you're feeling more confident, this sort of makes sense, I guess, when you're feeling more confident, you make better better decisions. Yes. Yeah. So that is a a great outcome for a company Mm -hmm. if you've got people that are making better decisions. But to get to that, you have to know what your strengths are. So, you know, if you don't know what your strengths are, I would recommend that you do something like the Clifton Strengths um, and take the assessment and find out what they say your strengths are. And, you know, some people do know inherently what their strengths are, but, you know, find out what the book says. They put it in words that you may not have used before and, and then think about what that means. It's not just reading the words and saying, okay, my strength is that I have woo. Because that's one of my strengths, right? And it's like, well, I've got woo. Well, Woo what? What does that mean, right? I need to find out what that means. And then I need to think of situations where I actually have recognized myself practicing or experiencing it. And I find that I do lose track of time when I am, as we can see by podcast time, um, <laughs> that, that I do lose track of time when I'm having a good time with people. Yeah. When I'm connecting, right? Yeah. And that's a lot of what woo is about. But there are other strengths that you, you can learn about and find that out about yourself and then, and then try to put those strengths to situations that you live every day so that you can see where your strengths are. You, you start to believe it. And that will make it a lot easier for you to be a little more confident about where you go with it, right? Yeah, for sure. The other thing that they make a really big case here is to continue to develop those strengths. So being in kind of a growth mindset around utilizing your strengths. So even though they are strength, we can continue to get better at them. More practice, getting feedback, continuing to hone our strengths. And so that's a lifelong journey. It is. You know, everything just about everything we have proposed on this podcast, I think, is a part of a lifelong journey. You know, our whole deal is to, you know, lift leaders' capabilities, right, so that we can make a better world. Well, that's a lifelong journey. And that isn't something that just has an end. It ends when we don't exist anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. Some interesting statistics that they share with us is that when people apply their strengths, they are six times as likely to be engaged in their jobs, three times as likely to report having an excellent quality of life. And I love that because it isn't really just about work. This is do we get, a, you get to use our strengths mm-hmm. in our life? And six times as likely to strongly agree they have the opportunity to do what they do best every day. You know, I'm going to go back to the excellent quality of life thing because, you know, I... I sort of manage an engagement process in and 
I've noticed when you know people are saying that in an engagement survey that they are able to use their skills and that they are recognized for what they do, they're rec- appreciated for what they do, they have a better quality of life. And I, th- I have to think to myself that that must be because they're not worrying so much about what they have to do or struggling to do something that's not a strength. We spend a lot of time or we waste a lot of time in life trying to do things that we may not have a passion for. Therefore, we may not be as good at because I don't put any effort into it or I don't want to. Or I'm going down the wrong road because it doesn't resonate with me, right? So I wonder if that has something to do with it. If you're working to your strengths, you're doing things you love. You're doing things that you're strong at. You're doing things that make you happy. So your quality of life will improve because, quite frankly, you're not moving against the grain, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, we saw that in the Love and Work book uh, and the work with Marcus Buckingham as well. I love that. So they say find out why your direct reports do what they do, Mm -hmm. what motivates them, and when they're at their best, and then help them develop those strengths. And if you can do that, we have stronger team dynamics, yes. better collaboration, and greater team effectiveness. Mm-hmm. And that's all according to the research that Gallup has done. I would trust that. This organization spends yeah, all their time doing nothing but looking at how unpacking strengths, right? So It's their strength. It is. <laughs> it's their superpower. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I love that. So, I, you know, you mentioned, Trisha, that one of your strengths is woo, and you talked a little bit <laughs> <Crazy>. about that. <laughs> Do you remember any of the other strengths, or you can just say what what a strength is for you? Yeah, I have a strength of connection, and it was my second strength, woo being my first. <laughs> um, I have, I think, one of my strengths. I was just looking at it the, the other day. I think one of my strengths is um, strategy or something, but mm. but and learning. Um, I mm. have that's one of my strengths um, is learning, and I don't know what the other one is. I can't remember, but there were I think five yeah. that they give you off mm-hmm. the bat. How about yourself? Yeah, do you remember your strengths? Yeah, I'm an ideator. Ah, yeah. So I'm a person who actually that was one of my two. That's right, an ideator. Yeah, yeah, comes up with lots of great ideas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've always got something going she on. She does all the time, <laughs> and it's wonderful. I'm always looking for, even though I can do it, I can do it. I can take an idea and run it all the way through to implementation. Mm-hmm. Running through to implementation is not my strength mm-hmm. or what fills my heart. So I'm always mm-hmm. looking for great partners who that's what their strength is and what makes their heart happy. So um, well, good luck with that, Crystal, because <laughs> that's not one of my strengths either, <laughs> is the management of stuff. I really, I mean, you know, like once it's, I like the, yeah. the front end of it. Yeah. yeah. Sort of the innovative piece yeah. to that. I actually am working right now with a team who is fantastic at that. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling really grateful. So I don't know if any of you are out there listening, but shout out to you. I'm just so enjoying. It's on a... Um, a a board that we're working with oh. and the team that's supporting that an event that we're yeah. doing. They're just wonderful. And they give me all kinds of energy. Mm-hmm. Their, their energy is 
is giving me energy and I just, I just love it. Well, I have to say that, you know, I've known you for uh, quite a few years now and that is a strength of yours. It is a superpower of yours. And it's interesting when we start talking and exchanging ideas, how that pinging back and forth just sparks more ideas from you. You just keep going on it. And, and <laughs> yeah, it's but true. it's good. It's great because I think, you know, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if that hadn't happened. And there are so many things that, uh, good things that have happened over the last several years. And I don't know if I would have gotten to those spaces without, you know, listening to your great ideas. I mean, it's fun. You make, you make we're fun, right? It's great. I like to have fun. I do. And then the other one for me, other strength is seeing connection. Mm-hmm. So really being able to see how one thing impacts another. It's mm-hmm. kind of systemic thinking. And I think that is really true as well. Mm-hmm. And speaking of ideas, <gasps> yes, <laughs> we've got a lot of good stuff going on right we now. Do. Yeah. So let's unpack that a little bit. So first we have some initiatives that we're doing, and we may be taking the month of August off, but that does not mean that we are letting anybody off the hook, (laughs) right? We have Leading Edge Collective, which is that wonderful group coaching opportunity that we are offering, and we still have some openings if anybody's interested in joining It is something that we are asking people to apply for, and we will have a discussion with you once we get your application, set it up so that you can join our collective. And in that collective, which is a way for you to network with people who are also looking for ways to be even more innovative or whatever, um, there are there's so much you can learn from people who are not even in your own industry necessarily, not from your same walk of life. It's a great way to expand your leadership network. Yes, love that. One thing that we are looking for, though, are people who are making a better world in whatever way that makes sense to you. So that is an important part of this group. So you would know that the other people in the group coaching program are people who are like-minded in that way, that they are working towards making a better world. So in that spirit, we also have another initiative going on, which is the Sensational Summer Challenge. Yes, yay! And we're asking people to think about some way we're asking you listeners think about some way that you can make a better world over the next month or so and do it and then take pictures and and uh, write up what you did and let us see what it is because we have fabulous prizes on the other side of that (laughs) (laughs) yes those are due august 31st so you've got a little bit of time just a month yeah but we're excited to see all the good things that people are doing because we know there's great stuff going on out there we did some great stuff last summer yeah just as examples we we worked on recycling right we did recycling in a few different ways and composting right Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of there are a lot of things that we could do um i've got even more ideas this summer for what i'm going to do over the month of august it'll be fun And we also still have our mini spot coaching sessions that are Mm -hmm. open. Those are 45 minutes. You just have to sign up for a single session if that's all you want. And this came as an outgrowth of our episode where we talked about having a mid-year check-in. And so if you're wanting to just have a single coaching session about 
here we are mid-year. How am I doing in relationship to my goals? Maybe I want to do a little tune-up, set some new goals, and you know, just sort of check in on the year. We're happy to do that. Or if just any kind of spot coaching that yeah. you'd like. We've got um, a really special rate for our Lifting Leaders podcast listeners. So reach out to us, and we'd love to work with you on that. We're going to offer that through the end of September, and that's it. So It'll it's a special, fun. special deal. We also have our hope research and we are asking listeners and anybody you want to share this with to do our four question hope survey and the demographic questions that go with us so we can do our research. Um, we would love to publish on this, this topic, but you can find that survey on either on our website or we'll, we'll put them in our show notes as well for this episode. Yeah, really encourage our listeners to do it. We're looking for a thousand people. We'd love to have even more than that. Mm -hmm. But every time I talk about this with somebody, they get so energized and excited about it. And then we've done some actual recording of the people's answers to this. Mm -hmm. And just having that conversation is so life affirming and so energizing. And so we didn't even encourage you to take those questions and have a conversation with, yes. with people about it because just the answers to those, just having that conversation helps to make a better world. You know, we the people that we have interviewed, I'm just almost blown away by some of the responses that we're getting to these questions. They're simple questions, yeah. but they're sparking some really deep responses. Mm-hmm. And so We've had some responses that have not been very deep, and that's fine. I mean, that's great. That's what we're looking for, right? We want to just hear other people tell us what it means to them. And so to have somebody go deep like that, when I was not expecting it the first time I heard it, I thought, oh, my word, this is this is important. Yeah. And it really is. I mean, today more than ever. Yeah. You know, hope is important. Yeah. And we need to make sure that we keep that word alive. Yeah. So how we do it, how we're doing it, is we're finding out more about it, right? Yeah. yeah. So let's keep the conversation going. Uh, maybe when we get back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we will be taking that break. And we will be back September 11th. Yay. Yeah, and we're really excited to take the break. But we're going to also be thinking about this podcast and thinking about you, our listeners, and what would matter to you? What do you, Who do you want to hear about? And so if you've got some ideas, even though we like to generate ideas, mm-hmm. we <laughs> so do. that's my strength, right? <laughs> um, we want to hear from you. So send us, send us a note on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or, or go to our website. Go to our website. Yeah. yeah. And we would love to hear what do you want to see in this next season? Yeah. Love to hear that. So, uh, like I said, we'll be back September 11th. We already have some great guests that are lined up for the fall. So we're really looking forward to that. And we know you're going to enjoy it. So if you have questions or comments about the show, you can find us on all our social media channels at lifting underscore leaders. There are so many exceptional podcasts coming up after September 11th. More with fantastic guests. So be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And we really would appreciate you taking 30 seconds and following us because it helps you because you never miss an episode and it helps us 
because you never miss an episode. Hmm. (laughs) And you can do this by going to the Lifting Leaders podcast show page on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen. And then you just tap the plus sign in the upper right-hand corner or click on follow. And while you're there, if you'd be willing to give us a five-star rating and review and share an episode with a friend, we'd be really grateful. Yes, we would. If you'd like to know more about us, our guests, or the show, please go to our website at liftingleaderspodcast.com, and you'll find show notes there as well. So we'll have links to all what we talked about there in the show notes. If you're looking for help in developing your leaders or would like a growth opportunity yourself through leader coaching, please contact us through our website. And thank you to Ari Chance Roberts for his technical support of our show. Lastly, please subscribe to our podcast. It's free. Thank you, Trisha, for co-hosting. Thanks, Crystal. I'm going to miss you. Well, I'm not really. We're probably going to do something together. Well, <laughs> we're going to have time. some summer fun. Yes, we are. We're going to swim in the lake. Yeah. Go to the farmer's market. Yeah. We'll still be posting on Instagram, so you can watch us there. And thank you to our audience for listening. This is why we do the show, right? We do it for you. Yes, we do. In fact, we love you. Yeah. Find ways every day to lift each other up. Bye. Have a great summer.